Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Welcome to this short series called The Baton, that God has looked in every generation for those who will embrace His wisdom be the message, and become the messengers of their generation. Could that be you? I pray it will be. Take a listen to these episodes and be provoked to go deeper in your personal process of real, true discipleship and sonship with Him. Love you all. All right, everybody, as we close out this series called The Baton, I want to do as I said I would do, which is to read a lot of the baton that's been passed to me through those that have gone before me who had to go through the heartbreaking and necessary discovery of self for what it is so that they could turn towards life in Christ and Him only. If we do not give up on self and we're not brought there by the powerful work of Holy Spirit within us, We will consistently try to do better, be good, moral, right people. But my friends, you don't need Jesus for that. Look around you. They are calling good that is evil and evil good. There is a good, a moral, a right that man can do without Jesus. Jesus is life, and that is not the same as good. For remember... Good and evil were on the same tree. Life was the other tree. Life is the person of Jesus Christ himself. Is that the life that we will pass on? Is that the baton in our hand as we preach the gospel is to bring men from themselves unto God? That's what Jesus uh, was doing, if you will, in his death and life. Second Corinthians tells us this that this one died so that men might no longer live unto themselves, but unto him. And when that um, transition (laughs) does not happen in the new birth, we can have churches filled with right, moral, good people who become full of hatred and full of self-righteousness, all of that. God comes to deliver us from something that we don't even know we need deliverance from until he shows it to us. The same as it was for our brother Peter. You see, Peter is proof that you can have a revelation of Jesus Christ, but not have a revelation of self. Peter was so completely self-confident, self-assured, so much so that he thought he would hinder Jesus from his very assignment of the cross. Peter was absolutely convinced, and that's why his disillusionment with everything that he thought was true about Jesus and about himself and about the plan and about the assignment and about what the victory was for, it was a crashing, necessary blow for Peter, the rock of the church. It was so necessary for him to be awakened And yes, it was in quite a bitter, difficult way. But if that's what it takes, my friends, then that's what it takes to bring us out from self and into life with Christ. That's what you see operating in Peter once Holy Spirit came to pour life and love 
into him. This is what Watchman Nee says in his book, The Messenger of the Cross, chapter 6, on knowing the self. He says, let us understand that God has no need for our defeats and failures. Only we do. For he, God, knows full well how our flesh is corrupt and whether we stand and overcome or we fall and are defeated. He already knows our frame too well. He does not look for our flesh to achieve his righteousness, for he realizes that except for sinning, we can't do anything else. Now remember, sinning isn't just misbehaving. Sinning can be good or evil. It's a life that's lived independent from the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. And when we are doing evil, and when we are doing good, he knows we are corrupt apart from him. He does not need to wait until we fall to realize our wretchedness, but it is we who need these defeats and falls, for without them we are not able to know ourselves. For while we experience smooth sailing, being often victorious and full of joy, we may regard ourselves as being fairly good and having possession of something maybe that other people do not have. Though we may not dare to boast openly of anything, nevertheless, when we make some progress in spiritual life or have some success in spiritual work, we cannot help but conceive the thought that now we are truly holy and powerful and excelling quite well. In such a state as this, it is easy to become careless and to lose the attitude of depending on God. And with the result that we dare not be self-reliant, self-glorifying, and self-boasting anymore, but will in all things cast ourselves upon God with fear and trembling. Oh, how we need both defeat and failure to humble us, to cause us to know ourselves and the utter corruption of flesh. My friends, listen to me carefully. We have gotten to the point in the church that such talk like this is like we're just too sensitive for it. I mean, how could someone speak like this? Well, someone can speak like this because the same baton that Peter needed, that Jesus handed him, which was an awakening, uh, a wokeness <laughs> that was completely necessary, Peter has passed it down through the ages through the word. And it came to Watchman Nee in his, in his life experience. Holy Spirit was making it real inside of him. He then wrote it down. He did not try to write books to market them. He was training the people of God. And he, these were the messages that he was bringing to them. That they might be ready and equipped and prepared to move with the Lord. And so for me, I know my assignment as I've needed it so deeply and desperately in my own life, personally. I know that my assignment, Luke one seventeen, is to prepare a people in spirit for the Lord. I know that, to prepare them for days of great glory and trouble, for the hour in which we live. And my friends, I gladly say, we must know self and its total corruption, in its good and its evil. We must allow Holy Spirit to take us fully in. And only he can do that. You can't just beat yourself up and say, oh, I'm so horrible. And No, that's not what we're talking about. Mm -mm. No, we're talking about that which only Holy Spirit can do. Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says that the flesh has set itself against Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit has set itself against the flesh. You see, flesh wants to continue to be your comforter 
uh, your determination of truth and, and to be your refuge and your shelter and, and uh, get you love and go out and get for you what you need. Ooh, Holy Spirit, oh, he is against flesh because he has been sent by your Father to bring to you the love of God, to be your protector, your shelter, your spirit of truth, the spirit of truth. You see, we must see these things as the baton passes down. And I wouldn't want to leave you thinking that the baton is just some nice symbolic picture of I know that, you know, I need to pass on the gospel. My friends, did you need the gospel? And have you continuously needed the good news of who they are, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, how they have come for their sons through the cross of Jesus, to return the new man, the new breed to themselves, that they might live fully out in total freedom unto them for their purposes. This is the baton I pass to you today. I pray it's encouraged you. So we will talk soon. Think on these things. I love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.